I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Well, look at that. Is that the lost city of Atlantis? No, it's just a normal American city underneath the red wave. It's high noon for Thursday, December 10th, 2020. Big things, man. Big things happening. Please follow the podcast on Parlor at I'm Your Moderator or join the Telegram information stream, t.me slash I'm Your Moderator. Download the Telegram app. Yes, it's the Telegram Messenger app. It is a secure messenger. It also allows people to start things called channels. And the information stream is a channel on the Telegram Messenger app. And what that will allow you to do is just whenever you want to know what I'd be saying on Instagram story, you just go on Telegram, click on the I'm your moderator info stream, and there you have it. It's actually way easier and better than Instagram because they're not hiding my stories. You can just go right to it. So let's just go ahead and start out with the dumbest infographic I've ever seen online. And this, of course, is something that your commie masky friends have probably been posting today. And crazed communist journalist, well, not journalist. I mean, I guess she blogs for the Daily Beast. It's hard to call it journalism. The single most scared person in the entire country, Molly Jong Fast, uh, posted this post today because... She is uh, very scared still, but you've probably seen it. It's got some nice shades of gray, some gradients, as if there were just mountains cascading behind mountains. But at the top, it says, deadliest days in American history. Number one, Galveston Hurricane, 8,000. Nice round number. Number two, Antietam, 3,600. Number three, September 11th, 2001. 2,977. And then number four is last Thursday. Last Number five is last Wednesday. Number six is last Tuesday. And number seven is last Friday. And there's no other description there. But then number eight is Pearl Harbor. And then it says, wear a mask and avoid gatherings. So this is real interesting because the average number of deaths a day in the United States is around 7,700. So only one of these events is actually higher than the normal number of deaths in a day. So saying last Thursday caused 2,861 deaths is kind of messing up your comparison. It's like instead of comparing Apples to apples, you're comparing apples to communists. And 
obviously what they're trying to imply is that that's how many people died from covid last week. And then to put that in the context of actual tragedies that happened on single days, single day events. But that still doesn't make sense unless you're going to include things like the day most people died from heart disease. Where's that? Why is COVID so very special right now? And why is it so important to pretend that more people are dying from COVID right now than we're dying at the peak? That does seem strange, doesn't it? I mean, we know for a fact that we are not setting COVID records by any stretch right now, if we were, then none of the stuff that we've done has worked. But also the media reaction seems very subdued in comparison to April, for instance. And of course, we also know that these COVID deaths are not necessarily deaths from COVID. In fact, only 6% of deaths classified as COVID deaths were not compounded by comorbidities. We also know for a fact that car accident deaths, while being positively tested for COVID, are counted as COVID deaths, as are suicides, murders, Motorcycle bike accidents, people already in hospice, Andrew Cuomo's nursing home deaths. All of these are counted as COVID deaths, heart attacks. Sure. Missed cancer screenings. Who cares about that? So we have these numbers that are clearly overblown. They are overblown by extraordinarily poor testing standards. And based on an extraordinarily poor test that yields false positives almost all the time. And that because of our cycle threshold, 90% of the positive COVID tests in the United States of America would not have been positive COVID tests in Germany. So that number, first of all, is bullshit. But second, shouldn't we adjust for population, right? I mean, we are talking about the entire country. So, I mean, the population has gone up considerably since Pearl Harbor. One might even think it's tripled. But one would actually be underestimating it slightly. It's more than tripled. So then I guess if we can just throw anything the communists want into this, then the 2,403 deaths at Pearl Harbor should count as 7,300 deaths, right? I mean, that's the rigorous study that they did here. And maybe it's also important to take into account that the people who were killed at Pearl Harbor on 9-11 at Antietam and in a hurricane, were actually killed by those things. 
People dying is always sad. But there is nothing extraordinary about these current COVID, quote unquote, deaths. The most extraordinary thing about it is that there are enough commies and maskies in the world who still buy this narrative. And this narrative is ridiculous. And we've said before, all of a sudden the flu is completely gone from our society. COVID killed the flu, at least in terms of medical reporting. How many flu deaths do we have, Molly? Did you look? Is it the same number of COVID deaths we're pretending to have? Or are you just trying to take the conversation away from rampant election fraud everywhere? I think it's probably that. Or it could be that you're trying to distract from the fact that you are falsely calling Joe Biden the president-elect. Could be from that. Or it could be that the entire contingent of California politicians are being outed as Chinese assets. It could be that. Eric Swalwell, for instance, or Dianne Feinstein, who right now they're trying to say has had a mental decline for years and years. Now, it's odd that they're trying to say it's for years, even though they're just saying it now. First of all, they are the responsible ones. So why didn't they call out their side years ago when Dianne Feinstein started to mentally decline? And. Does this mental decline cover the entire period that the Chinese spy was her driver for 20 years? Or is this just a few years? Or is this just since she was not properly on the team at the Amy Coney Barrett hearings? It's hard to tell, really. But it seems like they are trying to remove Dianne Feinstein from the conversation as quickly as possible. Why? Oh, it's probably the China thing. But this graphic is insane. I don't know how anyone taking 10 seconds of thought would see this and be like, yeah, I better shout this out to the world. Sociopaths. It's the most deadliest time of the year. When maskies are lying and commies are crying, Obamies in fear. It's the most deadliest time of the year. That's a fucking Christmas carol for your December day. Now go and get a peppermint latte, commies. But it's not just the Instagram commies harping about this. It's also Nancy Pelosi, who did a press conference today with a visual aid showing that almost as many people had died from the coronavirus as had in the battles in World War II. Do you want to know if her stats were accurate? No, they weren't. But it's not going to work, Nancy. Swalwell. That's your boy, Nancy. It's going to happen, Nancy. You fought it for this long. You had a good run. You're old as shit. You're the most corrupt person that anyone could ever imagine. And see you later, commie.
And here's something I love. The New York Post and Bloomberg, among other outlets, are reporting about how a Chinese airline is advising their cabin crew to wear diapers so that they don't have to go in the bathroom where they might contract COVID. Now, this is among the stupidest things I've ever heard, because why would you only have the flight attendants wear diapers? Shouldn't you suggest that all of the passengers wear diapers as well? Or is the bathroom less dangerous when they're in it? Or do their lives just not matter? Because we know the masks work. And if the masks work, then why do we need the diapers? Right? I mean, the masks do work, right? Like, are you saying the masks don't work? Like, I could just go into an airplane bathroom and get COVID even when I am wearing a mask? Like, I'm just trying to join the die a mile high club? And if this has been a concern, it seems like maybe we're taking account of it really late. Because we've pretended that COVID was here for at least nine months in America, even though we know now, of course, it's been over a year and three and a half to four and a half of those months, at least. We just all lived in peace and harmony without masks or lockdowns or any restrictions. But COVID got really dangerous only once Anthony Fauci said so. And now it's especially dangerous because Anthony Fauci keeps saying so even though Anthony Fauci is a corrupt liar and political hack for 36 years. And riddle me this, commie. How in the hell has there been no airplane spread anywhere the whole time? How has there not been a single super spreader event on an airplane? Is it because of the masks? Nope. Because we can just let people eat and drink willy-nilly like they're about to kill everyone. So what is it then? It must be some Chinese bullshit. And our papers must be publishing it because they want us to be scared of the Chinese bullshit. Oh my God, we're all going to have to wear diapers? Yeah, commies. I'm surprised you're not wearing diapers already because you piss yourself all day long. Now, where's Hunter? CNN communist Jake Tapper yesterday tweeted out federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden focuses on his business dealings in China from Pamela Brown, CNN and Evan Perez. And American hero Richard Grinnell responded, this story broke in October. You didn't do it then. Were you instructed to ignore it until after the election? And that's a great question. Why, Jake? Why did you tell us that this was Russian disinformation before the election, but now it's true? Can I quiz you on exactly how that process took place? Because I would love to ask a few questions. While people like me were being silenced on social media, 
for saying the thing that CNN now says is true. Jake Tapper and his comrades were telling us that it was Russian disinformation, but it wasn't only the media. Twitter censored the New York Post's article on this situation. Facebook did the same. And anyone who shared it got flagged for spreading disinformation. But it was not disinformation then, and it is not disinformation now. Hunter Biden and his family, including his father, are criminals. They have profited by selling American policy to our foreign adversaries for massive profit. This isn't a joke. It's not disinformation. Communists just voted for a man who is literally a national security threat and compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. Do we still have to pretend this isn't true? The media says it finally, so now it's true. They're doing the same thing, by the way, with the fact that Texas and now 17 other states are suing Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. They're going to pretend it's not happening. They're going to pretend it's racist. In fact, communists online are already doing so. They're saying that because the attorney generals or the attorneys general from all these states are Republicans and white, that suing to protect the sanctity of our elections is now racist. It is an act of white supremacy. How many more times are they going to keep using these same dumb excuses and making commies believe them? Oh, I don't know. If I try to preserve the uh, integrity of our elections, I might be racist. Ah! If you don't know whether or not you're racist, you have problems. And if some dummy tells you something brand new is racist and you believe that thing, you don't have to stop believing it. You have to know that the commie just made it up. That's what commies do. Don't you understand this yet? So Georgia is having a hearing today, an actual real one. Democrats and Republicans are there. And the Trump campaign is presenting evidence and proof of voter fraud. I mean, beyond the video that we all watched, which is proof of obvious voter fraud that would get the election turned over right away. If Georgia actually had responsible representatives rather than people compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. And the hearing is very compelling because, of course, there was massive voter fraud. And listening to them talk about it, you're like, yeah, that's definitely a widespread systemic voter fraud and intentionally trying to steal an election. There's no doubt about it. The first witness was actually really interesting because he talked about how mail-in voting is by far the least secure method of voting. 
and that the more mail-in voting gets expanded, the less secure elections get. And of course that's true. I figured all that out by myself. And so did all of you, I'm sure. And we've been talking about it the whole time. So it's not surprising that it happened. Unless you're a commie and you believe the central narrative and you're still telling yourself instances of voter fraud are extremely rare. And what do the Democrats in this hearing do? Well, they protest the fact that they're having the hearing in the first place. And then they try to say that speaking against voter fraud is, you guessed it, racist. Presenting facts on election fraud and the weaknesses in the mail-in voting system is racist. What they do, and what they have always done, by the way, is taken anything they don't like and figured out how they could claim it was racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever. Like, for instance, if I didn't like bananas, I could claim that if you like bananas, that's racist because it takes the work of black and brown people to get us those bananas. See that? Bananas are racist. Bananas are obviously homophobic, and I don't think I need to explain that. And they're sexist for the same reason. They're very phallic. That could intimidate nearly any woman and almost every Chinese man, which also makes them racist again And it means we can never say we like bananas if we are compromised by the CCP. Eric Swalwell, does he like bananas? It depends on how you're asking. So now Portland has an occupied zone, the Chaz Chop of Portland. And since Portland is the most communist city, you have to think that this is like the grand temple of communism in America. Or as Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler will surely call it, following Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin's lead, the winter of love, the dark winter of love. There is nothing like setting up a brand new country inside a much better country. That's what all the smart people do. Hey, smart people, let's go camp in the middle of a city. And the Blaze reports today that these communists now have weapon stockpiles and spike strips and armed guards. You know, to solve racism. And you got to ask, where are the parents? Come on, parents. Run on down to the Portland Occupied Protest, a.k.a. POP. Portland Autonomous Zone, a.k.a. PAS. Portland 
United States secession for the young, a.k.a. pussy. Come on, parents, go on down there, get little Thor or whatever his pronouns are, grab him by the ear and take him on back home. Stop letting him come back to grab some Sunny D and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before he goes back out and plays. These communists either need to be grounded or you have to at least cut off their food supply. I know it hurts, but you should have done a better job raising children. Sorry. The Daily Cause had a poll done by the polling company Civic. And they had some real interesting findings. Like this one. Only 51% of the people polled believe the election was conducted fairly. And that's a daily cost poll. You can rest assured that more than half of the actual nation believes this election was conducted unfairly. And of course it was. And that's why your faith in the American people should still be justified, despite the media and tech and entertainers, anyone from the communist community. They also said only 44% of them believe the media is accurately reporting on the coronavirus. And of course, they're not. So the media has lost the narrative and the communists have lost the majority. And this stuff is falling on largely deaf ears. It's like they have a little tiny communist with a huge megaphone. And that little communist is saying, watch out, guys. Joe Biden's president. China is our friend. Wear a mask. And then all the little commies hear the miniature commie with the megaphone and believe him. And why would he lie? And so the last thing I want to talk about is actually a little serious, and I'm going to qualify this a bunch of times because right now what we have are reports of things and videos of things. But we have to know that within the next week, probably, they will go into a full social media blackout of any dissenting opinions. We talked about the YouTube thing yesterday. You can imagine that Twitter is going to take Trump's account down at some point. It is extremely important that you set up alternate forms of communication with the people you primarily communicate with on those sites. Like, if you got people's numbers, fine. But if you primarily talk to them on Instagram or Twitter or whatever else, send out a little message, say, hey, here's how to reach me. If shit goes down, and shit may very well go down. And this is the serious part. Because we now have warships, reports of warships, I should say, 
because I haven't seen him with my own eyes. But I think you can verify this. Guarding both of our coasts. We also know for a fact that Chinese troops have been doing cold weather training in Canada. And this has been this way for months. That's not good. We also know that the Chinese have purchased a whole lot of American real estate. People are starting to talk about this 130,000 acre area in Texas near the border that is under Chinese control. So we really need to keep our eyes open and see what happens on this and be prepared for things to be bad potentially. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, just trying to say there is enough chatter out there to know that we potentially already are at war. I said in March that we were at war with China, not in this podcast, because the podcast I don't even think was going when I first said this. But the coronavirus came out of that Chinese lab and it could have been released by accident. And it also could have been released on purpose. The Chinese Communist Party prevented the rest of the world from knowing about it for a good long time, at least six weeks. And they stopped travel from Wuhan to the rest of China, even though they did not stop travel from Wuhan to the rest of the world. That may very well be an act of war. They have also influenced our elections and our tech companies, and our media to disseminate their point of view and their propaganda and make sure that the American point of view cannot be aired. China is a threat to the entire world, and they are a threat to us. But the bigger threat is the communists within our own country. And I'm not even saying that as a joke right now. I joke about it because I want them knocked off their perch as these kind of paragons of virtue in society where like you can't call LeBron James a commie. He's the best basketball player. Well, those two things aren't related. It is quite possible and even likely true that despite LeBron James being really good at basketball, he is also a dangerous commie. And I don't have to go into the whole more than a vote thing to tell you that. But here's the real kind of dark rumor out there. And that's that China will push the United Nations into trying to attack America to depose Donald Trump as a dictator. And if and when that happens, what will our media and our tech companies do, especially once they've blocked out and blacked out dissenting voices? You don't have to be a conservative or a Trump supporter to know that that level of censorship is extremely dangerous. And I am very worried that these commies will take the side of the United Nations Believing that they are somehow helping black and brown people because they think everything comes back around to that.
Donald Trump was elected in 2016 because Americans wanted him to be president. I wasn't one of those Americans, I'm sad to say. Americans also voted for Donald Trump on November 3rd. Donald Trump is the only person with a rightful claim to the presidency when the next president is inaugurated on January 20th, 2021. There is nothing about that happening, and it will happen, that will point to Donald Trump being a dictator. He is not a dictator. Remember, during extreme periods of crisis, Donald Trump did not seize any undue power for his office. Rather, he delegated power to governors around the country, and thank goodness he did. Otherwise, every state would be like California is now. And that would put us in an incredibly weak position. The truth is that everyone needs to be prepared to speak up to their friends, to their family. It is too late for you to continue thinking that you're somehow preserving your job or your reputation by remaining silent. I hope the worst doesn't happen. If it does, you need to know which side you're on and be able to speak it. Because Biden voters believe they are right, they are righteous, they are moral, and that they are smarter and better than everyone else. They will find out quickly that is not true. Now, again, all of this stuff is reported. My hope is, is that it's a show of force and nothing more. But I've watched video of tanks being transported across the country on trains. There are various troop deployments. We knew before the election that the National Guard was already being deployed to 12 states. And those states are Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Delaware, Illinois, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. Now, it's kind of amazing how many of those ended up disputed. And yes, this is ostensibly for Operation Warp Speed. But there are things going on. And President Trump has retweeted and said that what's happening now is a coup. I don't trust the 50 former intelligence operators who told us that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and neither should you. I don't trust the people in the Transition Integrity Project who mapped out the coup. Right for everybody to see. And I don't trust the former military officials involved in the Defeat Disinfo organization or the ones writing letters trying to coordinate the coup. And thank goodness Donald Trump got rid of Esper, of Mark Esper. 
Again, hopefully none of this comes to pass. I'm only saying it so that you guys can know what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking about. Even if it is a low odds scenario, you have to be prepared to think about it. You have to be prepared to accept reality as truth. The United Nations trying to interject themselves into this discussion does not somehow invalidate what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump is 100% for America and preserving what makes this country great. If you can't see that by now, I don't know what to tell you, but it's time to be patriots. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Mastin lockdowns don't work and Joe Biden will never be president. Come on. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm your moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range.
It's hell!